Ash Wednesday marks the beginning of Lent. Lent, that old word that means in its origin, spring. And to reflect on that sense of spring in this Lenten season, I invite you to think about how things of the earth grow, how life springs up this time of year, how plants, as they come out of the ground for the first time, are caught in that tension between gravity which keeps them anchored in the soil that they so need for nourishment, and their yearning to grow upwards towards the light, which gives them another kind of nourishment. And it is in that tension between gravity and light that they grow. So too is the spiritual journey of Lent. We set up a tension every Ash Wednesday when we mark our foreheads with ashes. Because we hear this gospel about how not to disfigure our faces when we're fasting. And although it may not apply so much this evening, it certainly applied earlier today when we had another group of people in here putting ashes on foreheads. Don't try to solve that conundrum of Jesus' teaching and disfiguring our faces today. Rather, live into the rich tension that it invites us into. Because Jesus' words are less about what we do than our motivation for doing it. And Lent is about getting into the plumbing of that motivation and wrestling with it. So I invite you to consider if the ashes for you are a sign of pride that you have been to church on Ash Wednesday, wash them off before you leave tonight. They are a source of embarrassment that might bear witness to the wider world, keep them on and live into that tension. And from that experience, grow a little bit into Lent. The place where we put the ashes is for East, Eastern peoples, the third or spiritual eye. And that's not just true outside of Christianity, that's true within Christianity, particularly if you look at the icons of the East. They always have that highlighted in the forehead, in images of holy people. It is curious that we mark that place with ashes as if to remind our deepest selves of our mortality. Or another way to consider it is a way that Richard Rohr, the Franciscan spiritual author, writes and speaks about, and that is that there is a sense this day that we mark our conscious, controlling, rational self, which as we know physiologically sits right here in the brain with a mark of mortality and humility. A reminder of the fragility of our knowledge of our control, 
a reminder of our frailty, a reminder to our ego that it too often gets in the way of a deep and profound relationship with God. And there's no better way of thinking about that than looking again at today's gospel and considering the text there as Jesus discloses this conversation about how people can be hypocritical with their faith. How they pray not to be heard by their beloved creator or transformed by God, but to be seen by others. In that sense, our world is very much like the world of the first century in that people are often caught in the trap of transactional relationship. We live in this relationship where we give something, we get something back, the quid pro quo. And if you think about it for very long, our lives are structured that way in so many respects. We give, we get back. And so often that colors our relationship with God. I don't know if people yet are getting tired of hearing me say it, but I say it often. We often treat God in our prayer lives like an ATM machine, right? We have gotten so much money in the spiritual bank, as it were, by being good boys and girls. And we take our card there every once in a while, and we put it in and expect to get what we want back. That's the transactional relationship. And it's a relationship that is as familiar to us as our everyday lives. But Jesus says, seek a different kind of relationship with your God. He's not just being sarcastic. He means it when he says about those people who pray to be seen by others, they have received their reward. They have gotten the recognition that they set out to get. They have gotten the exchange for their good behavior that they wanted. Jesus says that kind of transactional relationship with God will not be the relationship you have. Rather, you go into a room quietly and shut the door, and shut out the world of the transactional relationship, and instead invite an intimate relationship with God that is not simply about love and is certainly not about the quid pro quo. Instead, rather, complete surrender. A recognition that you are God's and God's alone. So much so that your left hand may not know what your right hand is doing. You may find yourself in a completely different place than you thought you would ever be. What if your prayers this Lent are not made up of desires and wants, treating God like the cosmic ATM, but rather inviting God into your life, saying to God, guide my thoughts this day. Help me to say what you would have me say and do what you would have me do, to hear what you would have me hear, to see what you would have me see, to be where you would have me be. That's not transactional anymore, is it? 
It's deeply intimate and profoundly transformational. And that is something for us moment by moment to live into. Like the plants reaching for the sun, digging down roots deep into the earth, growing into the source of all life. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.